Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 17 years and have seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Hey, a special shout out to our friend Alob for uh, for his new music and his new album. Check him out at Spotify. Just search A-L-O-B, Alob. Uh, you All can right, also Chris. see a link in the show notes at MLAPodcast.com. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Did I jump in a little too soon? No, man. Um, jump in head first. Let's do it. I was just going to say, what are we talking about today? So there's a book out by Don Miller called Story Brand. And uh, I recently went through it. I encouraged you to go through it. And it kind of blew our mind a little bit. And yep. I just think there's some neat opportunities for ministry leaders with some of the concepts that are placed in there. Okay. Awesome. Well, what are some of those concepts that you think would fit well with ministry leaders and we need to pay attention to? Yeah. So the big idea behind mm-hmm. Story Brand, um, Don Miller originally, he wrote this book called uh, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And okay. it's this, it, 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 it talks about his journey on figuring out that uh, his life was not a story worth telling, right? So he oh. had writ- he had written a book called Blue Light Like Jazz, and then they wanted to turn it into a movie, and they kept changing it. And he's okay. like, but this is a story about my life. We can't change that. And they're like, yeah, if we want the audience to enjoy this movie, we will. <laughs> Your and life he, sucks. That sounds, and he re- that sounds pretty brutal. <laughs> he realized that his story was not, a, his life was not a story worth telling. And so he started changing. And so then he learned all about story and talked about your, your life needs to be an adventure worth telling. And I believe that God desires that for everyone, right? Okay. God, the adventure of God's will is the greatest adventure that anyone can live. Hold and on, as, like, I, I got to stop real quick because that like, that whole, I don't know, the, where we're at right now with that. So our our story, no, and I don't, you don't believe this. I know, you, I know you don't. But our story, if it's not a story worth telling, like from Hollywood, then it's not worth anything. Um, I find that I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a leap to take from that, but um, you know what no, I'm saying. I- I hear what you're saying, yeah, and because I think about uh, the patron saint of missionaries, who is uh-huh. Saint Therese, right? Yeah, and okay. so she it was a cloistered nun, and she's yep. the patron saint of missionaries, right? And so, okay. so they, no, it doesn't mean that it's a story worth making a movie about, but that's what brought attention to his situation, right? That's I what, think you know, and I think it's good if it brings some introspection from him, but I, I, I don't know, I, I guess there's a certain level of this that I, I don't know, I, like, I disagree with, but I think it, if we take that too far, then yeah, sure, but the, uh, well, you know what as, I'm saying, right? Yeah, but as the average American uh, moves from screen to screen in their life, they move from the, the mundane to the mediocre, and yeah. so I, I, I hear what you're saying, but goodness sakes, it's not just about like get out and play 60 minutes a day. Like actually, no, God has a plan for your life that goes beyond just activity. He has a plan for your life to where you're going to overcome addiction through his healing. And that yeah. is an amazing adventure. And yeah, that doesn't look good on a uh, on a Hollywood screen or anything like that. But you're right. Um, but That's I the th- caveat that I would have is, is God absolutely has an adventure for your life and he has a story for your life. You've got a sacred story to tell. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a made-for-TV movie or whatever, um, or even a, a big-screen movie. You know, does that make sense? Yes, that absolutely makes sense, and that's a great clarification. Because if we consider, you know, a Michael Bay type of life, then all you have is a lot of cleanup afterwards. Like, who picks up the pieces after all the explosions in the action film? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. 
but God has a plan for them as well. And you might be the yeah. cleanup person uh, for the kingdom of God, and that's okay because that's an amazing. God has an amazing plan for you in regards yeah. to that. Yeah. So okay, good. Sorry about that. He builds this idea of we need to engage people in their story. We don't need to engage people with our um, amazingness. And so the idea behind it is two roofing companies, right? And so one is AAA Roofing, and they go ahead and they shout out this radio advertisement. Hey, you should come to AAA Roofing. We are AAA rated. We have 400 positive Yelp reviews. Check us out. We're the best in the business. We do business all the time because we're the best. Use us, right? And so that's one person, and their whole advertisement was all about how amazing they were. And then ABC Roofing comes along and says, hey, uh, do you want to protect your home? Do you want your castle not to uh, get rained on or to have leaks and things like that? Protect your home. Protect your family. Allow us to help you and make your roof the secure thing in your home. And now all of a sudden they're asking to partner with them, enter into their story and their desire to be a hero, the king of the castle. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And so one is we're the best. We have everything. The other is we will partner with you to accomplish your goal. Yeah. And in the church... I get the sense that a lot of times, especially in sacramental prep, it's we have the authority to approve or disapprove whether or not your child or you get to be married or, uh, you know, uh, receive Holy Communion or confirmation in our church. And so we're the best because we have the fullness of truth and we have that information. So you should come to us because we're the best. Instead of, oh, hello, welcome to our parish. Oh, you just had a, a child and you want to baptize. How old's the baby? Three months old. Congratulations. And now you're entering into their story. Congratulations. What's its name? Oh, we would love to partner with you with getting baptized. How can we go ahead and do that? This is how we want you to meet with these people to go ahead and talk about this journey in your faith walk or well, in your spirituality. And, and yeah, what if you take it a step further instead of just, you know, and this is what you're getting at, I'm sure. Instead of just saying, we'd love to partner with you in this baptism, we'd love to partner with you in the formation of your child. Yes. Um, you, you know, and, and how can we help you along the way to do that? How because can we help I mean, you become a better mother? How can we help you become a better child of God? And how can, can we help you get you and your children to heaven? Yeah. You know, and obviously um, we've got to say it in different ways because nobody's really looking to be told that they're a bad mom or dad. But that, that idea of being the helpmate along with the hero, which they're the hero. That's the whole thing about StoryBrand, right? Yes. Is yep. that they're the hero. Everyone is the hero of their own story. Yes. How do we enter along alongside them? How do we become the helper in their heroic journey? Right. And for far too long, I believe that programs in the Catholic Church have set themselves apart because of just the mere authority of the church, yeah. not because they've partnered with people to become the best versions of themselves. That was my Matthew <laughs> Kelly. That was a horrible Matthew Kelly. I'm sorry, Matthew. We know you're a listener. Sorry, Mr. Kelly. Um, so, yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a tedious thing. It's a, it's, a, it, it's a thing that all of a sudden changes our language, but it all of a sudden changes our relationship with the people that we serve as well. Because yeah. now we see ourselves as Jiminy Cricket instead of Pinocchio or as Yoda instead of Luke Skywalker. And our goal my object as a ministry leader is to help you be successful in your faith journey, is to help you be successful as a disciple. And that's yeah. different than saying is to prepare you for the sacrament of confirmation. Why am I preparing you for the sacrament of confirmation? Because I want you to be successful as a disciple. And the grace, the efficacious grace from the sacrament of confirmation will help you become a better son or daughter of God. And now that changes. That changes my energy. That changes their energy because they're allowing their story to be wrapped up in the beauty of God's plan for their life. 
Whereas the, the typical um, narrative there is, why am I forming you as in the confirmation? Because it's my job description or because otherwise you don't get confirmed. Uh, right. And it's this I'm ransoming. the best. I know everything um, or whatever. You know, yeah. I have this all this wisdom, all this knowledge to impart to you. And, and um, why are you getting confirmed? Well, there's three reasons. One, ideally, because I desire the sacrament of confirmation. Number two, uh, because I want to get married in the church. Or number three, because I don't want my mom to take my phone away. <laughs> no joke. And the parents, why are you getting your child confirmed? Because I was confirmed, I'm supposed to, because my mother, my child's grandmother, won't invite me to Thanksgiving dinner if he's not in sacrament confirmation classes. You know what I mean? Or yeah. because I desire my child to experience the fullness of sacramental grace, fully initiated Catholic, you know. So, um so there, there are people that are coming for the right reasons. There's people that are coming for the wrong reasons. And if we don't engage everyone from their story point of view, then it does just feel like they're going through these motions. Yeah. And one of the, yeah. like I had a discussion with a former missionary um, along the same lines as this. Um, tell me if this connects or not, but it was this, I don't know exactly how it was phrased, but there was this some sort of arrogance um, in a way on behalf of the Catholic Church. And I, like, as I say that, um, like you, it, it just doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Yeah, just say but Mother like, Church instead of the Catholic Church. Say Mother Church. That, that way you sound more <laughs> like a monster. Yes. <laughs> but this, you know, and like, kind of like what you're saying is story branding is supposed to enter along someone else's story. The whole idea is they are the hero in their story. Yes. Whereas very often the church comes across as the hero. Yes. Um, now... The, Jesus Christ absolutely is our hero. The church should work alongside of us, you know, in becoming like him in our own lives. But very often it, it's, I don't know, we sit back and we wait for people to come to us rather than going out and evangelizing. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why, our, why the church has a hard time evangelizing. Um, it may be this whole idea of shifting that, I don't know, that story to focusing on their story and not on ours. I, I, I agree. I think there's, I mean, there's a number of reasons, and maybe that's a different podcast altogether, why we struggle with evangelization. But the example of Jesus, I think he actually is a perfect model. Like, yes, is Jesus a hero? Yes. But what did he actually do? Like, he came from he came from heaven to earth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to, um, to show the way. Yes, to show the way. No, but he, he did that. He came to us because he saw that sin has separated us from God the Father. And God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to be with us. So he came into, he entered into our story. He incarnated, right? He became one of us. And then he died, not so that we could worship him, right? That wasn't the goal. He wasn't like, everyone will like me more if I get crucified. That wasn't, that wasn't what, you can't see my hands. I have to lift them up in the, um, but, uh, but he, he died so that we could, that we could be with him and he could be with us in heaven. And it wasn't just so, oh, we can be together so that you can serve, love, and know me. No, it's actually, we could be together because that's the fullness of your existence. And I desire that for you because I love you. I want you to be a successful member of my creation. And the way you can be most successful is by getting to heaven. But you can't do that right now because of sin. It sucks. So I'm going to pay for that sin. And now, now we have a pathway. And all you have to do is say yes. Yeah, and looking at the way that he invited everyone into his story, I guess, or to be a part of his crew um, was very much story brand ish you know um and i know that's weird like no he called them fishers of men he was using the language that they were using 
Yeah. You know, he yeah. went to fishermen and said, now I'm going to make you fishers of men. Um, but you also have to fill out these forms and make sure you attend these classes and then also have these uh, these uh, service hours completed by this date. You're getting right? feisty, Chris. You're right? getting feisty. And then, and then Peter said, yes. And also Peter's mom was like, and if you don't, then I'm not going to let you come home for Thanksgiving. Um, so, and that's why the, that, and that's what changed the world. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're funny. Okay. So mic drop. I'm so sorry. I did get feisty, but let's talk about elements of, uh, of a story brand or of a story. You know what I mean? So we look at, we look at a number of different things, but it has to start with the character. Now in ministry, it's crazy hard because who is the character or the consumer customer, whatever. Well, in youth ministry and children's ministry, and in a variety of ministries, you know, baptismal prep and stuff like that, the the clients and the user are sometimes two different people, right? So in okay. youth ministry, the client is actually the parent, but the end user, the user experience is actually the teenager. Okay. And so you actually have two characters in, in most most ministries, you know what I mean, where, where you've got to go ahead and consider them. So what what does the parent want? You know what I mean? And and so that would be the client. What does the client want? Well, who are they and what do they want? Well, they want they want their kids to be better. I mean, no no parent is like, well, I'd like the kids to be worse off. But sometimes they define that better as I want them to get a letter in their athletics or um, have a high GPA or their definition of success or whatever, making their child better kind of kind of moves. And maybe... Um, the, the element of them being uh, a Christian is a part of that conversation, but it's not the foundation mm-hmm. of that conversation. And so yeah. we have to really focus on shifting that to, to understand that a, 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 holy, a holy person, a disciple, is actually an amazing athlete and an amazing student as well. And it's because when they score a touchdown, it's not just for the glory of the stadium and the stands, um, the fans out there, but it's also for the glory of God. And God is glorified when when a person uses the gifts that they gave them, their body, to score a touchdown. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But so the character, what do they want? And then they have to have a problem. Why? Well, because it's not an exciting story if it's like, okay, Matt, you know, I want you for the next week set a seven-day goal to wake up every day. Yeah. That's, that's a boring story. So they have to have a problem. They have to have a problem that they overcome, right? And and the the, the big one is obviously sin. But uh, for some of these parents, some of them are like, I don't know how I'm going to go ahead and work this into their schedule. And it's like, well, we're going to partner with you to help you go ahead and find a pathway for your child to uh, be fully uh, fully informed on this sacrament that they're preparing for, or to be fully alive through the discipleship they're living out through their youth ministry program or whatever it is. And there's, there's, you know, an external problem of logistics, an internal problem of like, well, I don't even know. How can I uh, encourage my children to pray if I myself don't have a relationship with Jesus? Do you see what I'm saying? So there's a number of different issues that we have to engage, but we have to look at the problem because if it's a story, then it's going to have a main character and it's going to have a problem, something that needs to get overcome. And some people have deep issues with the church that becomes these problems, and we don't know how to engage those issues unless they share them and we have to create a relationship or a context with the character to be able to share that thoughts yeah um well i mean it, whenever i've done you know any kind of story branding around a particular issue or whatever it is i've always tried to define i guess first who it was that we were talking about like who's the main character um, and i couldn't like from what you've said i I think you're trying to focus in on confirmation, like parents of 
confirmation students. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, I mean, for, okay. for the example, right. Yeah, but, yeah. So if you're going to carry that example, I think the, I don't know, part of it is, the t- and this is the tough thing about the story branding, is really trying to understand their internal problems. Um, they may not be church-related at all. Um, right. You know, and yeah, that that's the hardest thing I think about all of this. But keep going. Yeah, and so then, and then, and then they meet a guide, and we seek to be the guide, but ultimately we seek to introduce them to the ultimate guide, Jesus. Yeah, yeah the ultimate guide, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, and so w- w- when we meet a guide, when we are seeking to be the guide in regards to it, the author Don Miller really encourages you to carry two aspects in it. One is empathy, and the other is authority. So to understand their situation, to love them in their situation, but then also to speak truth into their situation in an authoritative way. Not, well, you could try this or where you could do this, but daily prayer and weekly practice of the faith are two aspects of discipleship. If we want to fully embrace the adventure of God's will in our life, these two things must be present. That's authoritative. Not, have you tried prayer? Have you considered going more than just a you know, Ash Wednesday, Easter, and Christmas. No, we need to go ahead and speak with authority. Practice of the faith is what what is a vital aspect of a disciple. Got to be connected with the Creator if you're going to know what He created you for. You know, and Absolutely. so and so then you give them a plan. And here as ministry leaders, this is a part that we're really good at, right? Then we go ahead and give them the logistics. In order to attend the sacrament of confirmation or receive it, you must attend two years prior to receiving the sacrament, blah, 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 and just have this list of different things. But what if we went ahead and shared that plan in a different way so that they understood that it was actually them entering their story into this this situation for a time so their story could become better because of it? You know what I mean? And so it's no longer just about, oh, I'm, and then you receive the sacrament. No, and now you have the graces as a fully initiated Catholic. Um to go ahead and live out the adventure of God's plan for your life in a way that you never could have before. Yeah. And, and, and then you, yeah. So, so if you were going to boil it down to a sentence or two, how, how would you phrase becoming the guide to a parent of a confirmation kiddo? Okay. So I'm starting to boil, you know, boil it down. So uh, becoming a guide to the parent of a confirmation kiddo that I would explain to them that the, the, the goal of our volunteers is to journey with your teens, not just to the sacrament of confirmation, but into a pathway of lifelong discipleship. So to try and put confirmation in the context of a stepping stone towards a greater vision, as opposed to a destination, or as opposed to the destination itself. Confirmation is not the end, it's the springboard to something greater. Okay. Are your parents involved in your confirmation program there? Yes. And no, they, I mean, it, they de- come, it depends. There's a parent come every week or no. uh, like to all the sessions. Or no, whatever. there's a, there's a parent meeting. Um, we do some things with the confirmation retreats and then there's a lot of different ways that parents can volunteer, including meals and things like that. But, but the main piece is, uh, is the parent meeting and, uh, and then the, the special thing that they do at the confirmation retreat. Yeah. I know this isn't exactly why we uh, started talking about this, but you like, I don't know if you, if you would look into adjusting that or changing that. Um, we started having our parents come to parents or sponsors, sponsors. To, to every single session. Um, because if you're like, and again, we're talking about story brand. If we're going to be bringing those parents and, and helping them be the heroes and equipping them to be heroes, we can't do that if they're not there. Right. Um, how are they becoming the hero in that story when they're not involved in it? Right. 
So that would be that would be my biggest challenge on that. You know, is if if the parents are you know the client, quote unquote. Yep. Um, if they're the hero, then they need to be a part of the plan, right? Um, and which is part of the whole uh, story brand thing. And that is one of the things we do have a, a sponsor guide. That includes uh-huh. uh, four sessions, three before they get confirmed and one after that walks them through. How do you sit down and have that conversation? How's your how's your relationship with Jesus? You know, like, hey, Billy, uh, how's, how's soccer going? Also, how's your relationship with Jesus? And he's like, whoa, that escalated quickly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's uh, that's a hard conversation to have. And so we do have we do have a, a guide for uh, four um, sessions that they would have directly with their sponsor. So we yeah. do engage in that way. But you're right with the parent. The parent is more like the supervisor instead of a hero entering into their own kids. Because if their kid succeeds, guess what? The parent does feel like a hero. It's great. You've seen that. When your kid first rides a bike for the first time, you feel like Jesus. You're like, I have helped this person do something that they couldn't do an hour ago, and now they're doing it freely. And there's a freedom in it. You see the joy and freedom in in that ability. And so it is important to engage the parent in regards to that aspect. Absolutely. But at at every level of this and in... This is one of the things we're asking the ministry leaders that are listening to this to, to just reassess or look at the programs that you do. So the parents, they're, they're the hero of their own story. How do you communicate that to them? Um, and how do you get them on board? And how do you become a helper there? The sponsors um, of the confirmation students, those are also the heroes of their own story. How do you equip them? How do you um, become guide to them? And then the students as well. I mean, every single one of these levels, you know, you've got heroes in their own stories. So how do you come along as, alongside those people at each of those levels? Well, and, and I think it also is creating a culture because, you know, not everyone's doing confirmation prep. But whatever you're doing, you also want to mobilize the village or the parish to go ahead and uh, and journey alongside. So if there's a, a team that goes up, uh, if you're in youth ministry and a team that goes up to be the lector at mass one day, that everyone in the uh, congregation is rooting them on and being like, okay, well, not like actually do it, do it, reading number two, <laughs> you know, but uh, but that they that, that they support that, that the whole community has this movement in regards to we're going to help each other out because we're all we're all blessed to be a part of everyone else's story, at least in some way. And even if it's just during the Sunday experience, for that moment that we're all together, that we can pray for each other, that we can lift each other up and, and pieces like that. Like it changes the way that we do it because a lot of times people go to Sunday mass in isolation and yeah. that's because we refuse to enter into other people's stories or we're unaware. I don't think we refuse. I don't think we reject it. We're just unaware. But we also forget that this is a place where we need to share our story. You yeah. know, I know you have a married couples group, a group of married couples that you spend time with and, yeah. uh, and that is just a time for you to be vulnerable, to share your story, they share their story, and we become better people because of that. Yep. Allowing people to enter into our story is how salvation takes place, and that person is Jesus Christ. That that man has a name, and his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> and when we allow him to enter into our story, our story becomes better. We get transformed. We get changed. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where the call to action is a reality, because if the call to action was just, hey, just sit in this classroom for an hour a week for three months, and then you'll get the sacrament of confirmation. Boy, what an amazing hill you climbed. Good for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if the call to actually actually has them with a mission focus and has a greater vision in it, then all of a sudden we are shaping our story or allowing the teens to shape their story or the youth that we serve, the people that we serve to shape their story in such a way that it leads them into mission, into a greater adventure, into a story worth telling, a story yeah. worth living. And I think that we, the church doesn't ask too much. 
I think yeah. the church oftentimes we ask too little. And and like what we're kind of alluding to in this whole episode is we we ask in the wrong way. Um, I was thinking while you were talking about the volunteer hours. Um, in a previous episode, we talked about everyone should volunteer three to five hours a week. Yeah. No matter what your job is, whether you're the youth minister, the pastor, or whatever, everyone should volunteer three to five hours a week outside of their normal job. Mm-hmm. But if that's like very often, the church comes at that from kind of a I don't know a guilt thing. Um, we, we, we get up there on tithing Sunday and we talk about people who they should tithe their time, talent, and treasure. And then sometimes we'll guilt them into either one of those rather than framing it in a way, which is true, that, that this is part of how you become that hero in your story is by sharing your time, like by sacrificing your time. And this is how you enter into Christ's story in a way. And so there's a, a different way to even to talk about that and, and how that makes them more of a hero, how that makes them the hero. And, and the amazing thing is, Matt, is a lot of these ministry leaders that are listening, like you guys are already doing it right. But you can shape it or share it in a different way and do the exact same programming that you're doing. And for some reason, if their mentality comes in with a little bit of a different kind of understanding then they're going to engage more. They're going to go deeper. They're going to, to journey through the programs and the processes with a deeper sense of mission, and that's going to transform the program. So it's not like we're telling people, tear down everything and rebuild. Sometimes it's just like, hey, let's go ahead and share it in the sense of that they're the hero instead of you're the hero, and we use our authority to help them be successful in, instead of you know to go ahead and establish our strength and our authority in regards to keeping them coming back you know what i mean and so it's yeah. it's sometimes it's just a matter of how we how we shape things or, or how we put them the wording that we utilize absolutely yeah so i love anything I, else well i loved your i loved your phrase tithing sunday um <laughs> it makes it makes me think of truck month you know what i mean um <laughs> Shark Week. Yeah, like things that don't actually, that's not actually a thing. There's not actually in the church like, hey, this is Tithing Sunday. We're going to be we're gonna be disciples just for this week. Like this is our calling for this one week. You know what I mean? So um, it cracks me up. Yeah, just the last thing. I would want ministry leaders to consider like what is your way to go ahead and share what you do as a minister from a story brand perspective. So think of one or two sentences that you can go ahead and say, this is what we seek to do. We seek to partner with teens so that they become lifelong disciples. You looked like you were about to sneeze, <laughs> but it was a yawn, ladies and gentlemen, here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous. <laughs> no, I'm not going to shut it down. No. So that, that would be the only thing is just to think, how can you rephrase kind of your mission statement in a way that it, uh, it puts the, uh, the client or the person, the user experience, those that you serve as the hero? All right. As we wrap up, how can our listeners find us, Chris? Well, they can find us at uh, Facebook.com, Groups MLA Podcast. We've got a great uh, group of people there. Um, They can also find us Twitter.com slash MLA Podcast. We're on Stitcher and Google Play. Um, You can also check us out at MLAPodcast.com or email us, MLA at ablazeyouth.org. And please write us a review in iTunes. We don't have near enough of those, so we need you guys to get on there, take 30 seconds, and write us a review please <laughs> blanked out no that's okay please. you can also you can also uh become a, a patron at uh patreon.com slash mla podcast uh we could go ahead and buy matt a cup of coffee so he can be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed um 
All right, here at Ministry of Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. Pray for how we can become the guide in the life of the heroes that we serve. And we will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.